0: later on today's episode
1: sometimes the evidence that i was talking about earlier as it as far as evidence of um us of trusting ourselves if we have a belief and this isn't even from a manifestation point if we have a belief our brain will look for evidence that that belief is true even Mm -hmm. when there's plenty of evidence that the opposite is also true Mm -hmm. okay So, was there a lot of evidence that Shayla was very good in the areas she knew she was good at? Yeah, but there was also evidence that Shayla was good in areas she was completely ignoring, like not paying attention to at all. So it's not that I wasn't good in those areas, it's just that I never included them in my decision making. I never factored them. Like they're up, I never even I used to say I didn't have an intuition. Like, oh no, I don't I don't have a gut feeling. I don't know nothing about that it wasn't even a factor I just didn't even include it now that's not true I did have it but I I did not register well yeah I do (laughs) (laughs) yes I I, I do got one I do got one but I used to not include it it did it Mm -hmm. did not my Mm -hmm. intuition never played a factor in my major decisions in life up until I'm gonna give it three years ago it just was not a factor for me because I was underneath a belief that my decisions need to be based off of fact. It needed to be based off of research. It need to be based off like I didn't just I didn't include it. And because I didn't include it, it's like it didn't exist to me. So I say all that to say trust in myself came in kind of this double sided
0: hello this is patrice thank you for clicking on this episode here at the melanated intellects podcast we talk about everything from black mental health and personal growth to black world history and my name is shayla here you will find a balance between topics everyone
1: is talking about and topics no one is talking about either way we guarantee we will be bringing our distinct intellectual perspective Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Welcome back. Um, Today, we are going to tackle the topic of trust. So we've titled this episode, The Power of Trust. And we've touched on this topic before, for sure. Um, And sometimes you might hear us say in an episode, like, you know, we should do an an episode about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember if this was one that we said out loud, but definitely in my head, I said, oh, we should do an episode (laughs) about that. Um, so now the episode is here. Um, so there's a lot to talk about, a lot to go over because the topic of trust is so broad and there's several different ways you can think about trust. And we hope to be able to cover a lot. I don't know if all, um, because it's such a broad topic, but we hope to be able to cover a lot as always, any of our resources will be in our description. And the first thing I want to toss out here is about self-trust, so I'm about to toss it over to Patrice, so how would you define self-trust, and I also know you have kind of a, a official or unofficial definition for us you'd like to share.
0: Yeah, so it's so funny, we planned this topic a while back, but um, I got halfway through this book by Ayan Levin, so our, one of our faves, right, um, great show, by the way, Um <laughs> I was reading through this and it's the book is really called trust. It's about mastering the four essential trusts. And she kind of breaks down trust in self, trust in God, trust in others, trust in life. And for those who are, you know, not Christian, trusting God is kind of a unique term where she's kind of more so unpacking um, higher source, higher power, if you will. But um, so with that being said, um, I don't know how I forgot I have this book but I start reading it before my trip. And when I came back, um, I didn't pick it back up again, but, um, as we got ready to prepare for this episode, I just so happened to look and see, and I thought, why haven't I opened this up? And sure thing I found a very powerful, um, definition of self-trust that I thought would be great to kind of open up this conversation. So in the first chapter, it reads, it's, it's, titled, Trust, It's Complicated. Um, When she starts to break down self-trust as its own, her definition is basically, like every other spiritual lesson you must learn in life, there is a meaning, purpose, and value in trust. Self-trust is a development and mastering of an unwavering, unquestionable inward conviction about your own value, worth, and ability to be, to create, and to enjoy all that you desire in the process of living and learning more about yourself. This requires an inner belief that you can rely on your own character, abilities, strength, and capacity, and capacity, I don't know why I struggle with that, to know the truth. (laughs) to know the the truth and act upon that knowledge in a self-supportive manner. So in other words, trusting yourself means having the confidence in yourself to do what is best for you moment by moment. And if the choices and decisions you make do not work out for your highest good, you know and believe that you will still be okay. The biggest lesson and challenge in the development and practice of trusting yourself is giving yourself permission to make a mistake. So very powerful breakdown there for sure. We'll kind of get into more and kind of unpacking this, Um, but just so you all know where we're coming from with um, this topic. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. um, There's a lot of things I like about that definition. Um, Patrice, is there anything that you want to add for your own personal definition or did you feel like she summed up for you?
0: I think she summed up for me pretty well, Um, which it was funny. I was trying to think of so many different ways to articulate it because I think when we talk about trust, it's often in a form of trusting other people, but we don't break it down enough to trusting life, trusting source, trusting you. And um, that was a beautifully written breakdown of self-trust. And um, sometimes even trusting this tiring. I think, you know, you just replace that with whatever it is you're talking about, right? Um, So yeah. Yeah, I, I think she hit it right on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: think she covered a lot of ground. Um, I, I would agree, particularly in the trusting that you'll be okay. Um, And this is going to mm. later, I'll reference this when we talk about some of the other trusts, but I think, you know, you, we as people, we collect evidence and you as an individual have overcome everything that you've been through. And I think we forget about that evidence because a lot of times we don't trust us to be okay after the thing happens. We don't trust that we'll be able to make it through whatever the thing is, even though we've made it through all the things we've been through before. <clears throat> um, so that's what comes to mind to me when I think about, um, you know, self-trust. Absolutely. Okay, so um, moving on. Next would be why in your opinion, is trusting yourself so important?
0: Because you are the driver, essentially, when it comes to this worldly experience. So we were blessed with so many different levels of communication within our bodies. You know, when it comes to our nervous system, when it comes to you know, how we respond when we're sick, you know what I mean? All of our tails and our bodies and even the instincts we get when we interact with other people, the energy we feel, all of that is communication. If you walk around not trusting the very things that you are feeling, you're almost putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I think, unfortunately, we live in a world that goes really hard and out of its way to show us why we can't trust many things. And some of those is some things that we naturally would have had we not known X or what, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that kind of changes our ability to trust ourselves. We start to doubt ourselves, am I wrong? Could I get hurt? So we by default start spending more time on what we can't trust and what we can. And the very things you can are really lie within you. So I feel like in that moment, self-trust very much gets almost abandoned or neglected, if you will. And personally, and I will share this, the maturity of my therapy has came back to trust yourself every single time, whether it was going for a new job, dealing with a conflict, um you know, dealing with my own personal anxiety, which I have been really transparent with our audience about, it has came down to trust yourself or better yet. Why don't you? But the reality is, I mean, I don't have a reason not to. I'm just scared to, what will happen? What will this, what will that? the world has shown me so many terrible things that can happen if I mishandle this or do this wrong. And that leads to losing that, your strongest communicator, which is your intuition. mmm
1: Yeah, I think what comes up for me is why is it important to trust yourself? Um, There's a couple things. I think one is that when you don't trust yourself, there's an extreme fear and sometimes anxiety around big or small, depending on what it is, Mm -hmm. decisions. And I've seen that fear cripple people and prevent them from being who they're meant to be, who they could be, um, stay in relationships, both romantic and otherwise that are harmful for them. Right. Because you don't believe you can make it without this person, or you don't believe you can make it without their resources financially or otherwise.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and so it really, um, puts you in a position where you always need something or someone else as long as you don't trust you, you will always need something or someone else. And you can't always rely on something or someone else, even if it's a very trustworthy individual who always has your back. Like what if God forbid something happens and they're physically unable to, or it's, it's their last day on earth. Like then now what? Um, so I think, that's the biggest thing that kind of comes up for me. Um, I think it. It also, I'm big on accountability, and mm-hmm. because accountability gives me power. A lot of mm-hmm. people like to avoid about accountability, and I'm like, you know, a, accountability gives me power because that means something I can do about it. Yep. And as long as I trust me, then that that feeds into. <laughs> Me personally, I have this thing where I always need to be in control of me and I haven't decided if I go a little too extreme with it or not. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm still <laughs> unpacking that. But mm-hmm. it self-trust allows me to be in control of me because it because exactly for my point in number one, I'm not relying on anyone else to be there. And that's not to say to never rely on someone else and we can get into trust of others and, and things like that. But mm. for me, it's just. Um, I've seen it really go wrong when, and I'm not saying we are supposed to, I understand that it's not necessarily realistic for us to trust ourselves in all things all the time, right? Life happens. I expect for us to have moments where, you know, we doubt because we're human, but I've just, I've just seen it really um, do damage to people's lives because they're Mm -hmm. they're just stuck um, because they, they don't know how, can't, or maybe have forgotten to trust
0: themselves. Yeah. That is 100% true and big on the power piece. You know, once I started to trust myself, I learned truly how powerful I was. But you'll never know that. You'll never get to have that experience. Um, Something for me is like when I realized how many people, how can I say this? When I stepped into leadership, and I've talked about this, I think once before, I stepped into leadership and I realized how many people had never been told you got this. You got this. Something that simple. You got this. It's it's crazy. You know what I mean. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing, you know, knowing that you can speak power into other people. But it's even brighter when you see them speak power into themselves. You know what I'm saying? You know when it comes from a natural source within themselves. But that is a journey in its own to get to that place. Every person you've ever seen who is comfortable in speaking power into themselves, they had to learn how to do so. Cause I don't think it's something that we live in a world that necessarily allows us to do by default or gives us space to do by default. I think Michelle Obama said it best in the speech I shared, um, the other day, um, uh, not a speech. It was like an interview where she talked about, we are unfortunately, and I wanted to Google this before I hopped on this episode and I forgot to do it, but, um, Unfortunately, our bodies don't, our minds don't register a difference when it comes to fear. You know, fear is often just a fight or flight mode. It's just, you know, or freeze mode. And that can be due to an email from our boss. That can be due to a conflict with a customer. That could be from an eviction notice. You know what I'm saying? We don't necessarily separate the difference between good fear nerves and you know anticipation and excitement and all the things that are natural about making a big decision from fight or flight survival mode especially if you're so used to being in survival mode and I thought wow that is so fucking true so many people you know we're so used to living in this survival mode When it comes to trusting ourselves and making big decisions, we register that fear and it almost just completely swallows us whole and it resorts to those things like anxiety and all the things that you mentioned are holding us back. And trusting yourself isn't like a checkbox. It's not it's okay to go through the process and the steps of like understanding what that means in this moment. That's, that's, I feel like that's even natural especially if you're someone who is more used to not trusting yourself. Like personally where I'm at with trust, I find myself sometimes where I'm looking at my options and one is the one I really want to take, but it might be risky. And one is the one that, you know, is a safe route and trust yourself. You can make this decision. You'll know what's right for you when the time comes. You you know what I'm saying? Like, I do find myself doing those things, and sometimes that's what it comes down to. It's not a checkbox where, you know, it's a gotcha moment where, if, like, I got this, I can do this, I can do this only. You know, sometimes it really does require some dissecting, and that's okay too. Um, I, I don't, I feel like sometimes we're afraid to be in that space because sometimes it gets missed understood as like dwelling or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's often miss. What's the word misrepresented and it's okay to take a moment and turn and determine what that means to trust yourself. But the point is to empower yourself to make that decision and trust yourself with whatever the decision comes out. You know what I mean? And even if things go different from what you plan, it's going to be okay. Like you have worked yourself out of Many different circumstances before, you know we're all here in this experience. I think this pandemic has shown you know we didn't have much guidance going into it at all. you know, most of us just try to do the best we could with what we knew to protect ourselves and whatever came naturally to our minds and we had to kind of just respond off instinct because there was so little we knew about it in the first six months of everything going down. so um, yeah, that trust is that is huge. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree Um, with all of
1: that. Yeah. I think, I mean, self-trust can come up in so many different ways, but I think the way you mentioned, as far as like going back to when you said, like, I have this big decision, I can do like this mm-hmm. one thing that's less scary, this other thing that's more scary. And, you know, I think that's how it comes up a lot um, mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. most days, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Next question. So what has been your journey with trusting yourself
0: honestly um I did it before and it showed um well that's a lot that's a lot let me give myself some credit I did you know I knew what I wanted and I but I trusted other people's way of going about it I was very uncomfortable in forming my own paths because to me logically and as a literal person it did not make sense. You know, this is a shown way. This is the steps you have to take to get there. So these are the only steps. And if I'm coming from a space that doesn't start at point a, it starts maybe at point three, <laughs> not even the letter. Then I got it. I'm like, Oh shit. What do I do? I'm like flipping out. And that sometimes I would even say, tell myself no, or hold myself back because I'm so derailed. Now, through all the moments of going through that phase, since all the different things that I have now looked back on that I didn't give myself the full opportunity to pursue, I now have a better understanding of what that was. But it took a journey. It really did. I literally used to hold myself back. Now, it's it, and it's interesting. The moment I had a path, honey, I was running that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why corporate was was something that I... Moving up the ladder wasn't something that I, I did struggle, but I didn't struggle in the way that others would think about. You know what I'm saying? It was going to happen um, because there was a path. I could see it. I understood it. I could process it. What got me to the next step? What got me to the next step? What got me to the next step? You know, Um, so that those things worked in my favor as a logical person. I could see it. But in terms of like, you know, building my own business, starting my own brand, things like that. I'm heavy on the prep, queen of prep, the execute I struggled with because I could not find logical steps in place because I did not trust myself. I just didn't. Um, And through therapy, honestly, and learning what it meant to trust myself through action, because that's really where it came in. My therapist would just keep asking, why don't you trust yourself? Why don't you? I mean, literally every freaking session. And I was just like, shit, I don't know. oh And the first time I did, I'll never forget the reward. And it was almost like a, a, a trained muscle memory response, if you will. Those of us who, you know, who have who are used to hitting goals physically, you know, when you think about your body being able to hit a goal, once you hit that goal, it's like something that is just mind blowing. You know, the first time you hit a mile under a certain amount of time, the first time you are, you know, you PR, whatever the case is. And it it caused me to want to keep building on that, keep building on that and keep trusting that moment, keep trusting that space and also trying to reach to get to that moment again. So, you know, that created a much better relationship with my self-trust to where it's a more comfortable space for me to trust myself now than it was before because the gratification, the reward, the growth, the development, the being able to do it and say, I did it myself. Now, how has that created some control issues? Probably, probably. And I'm okay with that because I wasn't doing that at all before. So um it's, it's been a long journey though. I would say probably from the last, I would say the bulk of my twenties was about learning how to trust myself, learning to trust myself to handle different encounters, conflicts, um, making decisions about relationships, you name it.
1: mm. Okay. I think for me, um, my answer is slightly different. Um, I trusted myself really strongly in one area, um, or one aspect which, um, had, had to change. Um, so, okay. So my trust, I trusted myself very much. So in like my, um, how can I define it? we got into this in another um, episode. So I'll, I'll briefly give a description so that everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I lived very strongly in my masculine energy. I've talked about that before. So I want to clarify that everyone has masculine and feminine energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with gender, but I was, I had a lot of self trust in my ability to, logically effectively and efficiently get things done particularly in a very black and white fashion um and to execute things like i was very confident in that ability right but in my growth journey i've had to learn to trust the feminine flow parts of myself and it's not really that those parts were not there before i just never included them mm-hmm. like they they've been there so it's not that i it, Sometimes the evidence that I was talking about earlier as it, as far as evidence of um us of trusting ourselves, if we have a belief, and this is isn't even from a manifestation point, if we have a belief, our brain will look for evidence that that belief is true, even mm-hmm. when there's plenty of evidence that the opposite is also true, Mhm, okay. So was there a lot of evidence that Shayla was very good in the areas she knew she was good at? Yeah. But there was also evidence that Shayla was good in areas she was completely ignoring, like not paying attention to at all. So it's not that I wasn't good in those areas. It's just that I never included them in my decision-making. I never factored them. Like they're up. I never even, I used to say I didn't have an intuition. Like, Oh no, I don't, I don't have a good feeling. I don't know nothing about that. It wasn't even a factor. I just didn't even include it. Now that's not true. I did have it, but oh, I did not register. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I do true. got one. I do got one, but I used to not include it. It did it mm-hmm. did not my mm-hmm. intuition never played a factor in my major decisions in life up until I'ma give it three years ago. It just was not a factor mm. for me because I was underneath a belief that my decisions need to be based off of fact. It needed to be based off of research. It needed to be based off like I didn't just I didn't include it. And because I didn't include it, it's like it didn't exist to me. So mm. I say all that to say trust in myself came in kind of this double sided coin for me and needing to trust this other other side of me. And when I quit corporate, which was a very not I mean, I. I had a lightweight plan, but I didn't really have a plan to my standards for who I was at that time. Like, I didn't really have a plan. I had like, OK, I'm going to try something out. But I didn't really have anything solid, which was very uncharacteristic for me and who I knew me to be at that time. And anyway, mm-hmm. so and this is probably going to head into some of our other trusts, um, because trust in God is one that um, Patrice mentioned that um, Yana break, breaks down. But there was a part in my journey where I had to trust God and I had to trust my intuition only because Mm -hmm. the parts I had previously relied on were gone. I was no longer in a corporate and structured environment. I mean entrepreneurship is wild like because it can be anything and Mm -hmm. I'm not used to dealing with stuff that can be anything right like in corporate you had like you know you have a corporate ladder right so like your entry level then you're like low level management then your mid-level management right then your upper management like there's a clear line here you're not stepping out you're not going to go from entry level to high level management like so you don't need to really think much about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it in a process linear way because that's designed for you right you come into the world of entrepreneurship And, like, you could start your business to today, and it could be a six-figure business by the end of this year, or it could have made zero dollars. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's no clear line and there's a lot of ambiguity around how to do even marketing right there's a hundred probably thousands of ways you can market your business including mm. and not including all of these different platforms social media podcasts like i mean like you, there's so many wide options I couldn't just rely on this linear structured way of the things that are supposed to be done. I had to really connect with what I wanted to do. I had to connect with what I feel was right for me. I had to connect with what I felt God was telling me. And I just did not I just did not make life decisions based off of my feelings. That's just not something I did like at all whatsoever. And mm-hmm. so trusting myself has become like putting putting the um Other things kind of on pause or on hold, like, cause you know, you got that. So let's put that to the side here for a second. Let's really work really hard on this area that you've been ignoring for a really long time and that you haven't factored in or included in any way, shape or form in finding trust in that. Cause it's still me right? It's still me, it's still Mm -hmm. Shayla, but finding trust in these things that I can't always quantify. Like some things I just know now because I just know them. I can't prove it to you. I can't give you logic or research to prove that I'm correct or that I'm going to be correct. I just know. And so that's just not something that I ever factored previously. So um, I hope that journey made sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And it's funny. So I was talking to my therapist and I had this moment where she was like, she asked me, you know, are you scared about, you know, everything's happening with the economy, everything else right now, you know, those of us who work and are still in the corporate world, you know, there's tons of layoffs happening and all of the chaos happening around the, um, economic housing, all that. So, um, I was just talking and I didn't realize until the end of the session. She was like, I wrote this down and this is your affirmation. I want you to hold on to it. And I was like, okay. I was like, what did I say? And when she read it back to me, I was like, I said that. <laughs> but she was like, this is what you just said to me. And I, and sure thing, I'm literally reading the notes right now. I am not afraid of the unknown anymore. It's proven time and time again to be nothing but blessings. And uh-huh. I was like, damn girl, who said that? Is that in a book somewhere? uh <laughs> but it but it's true and that's to your example it's something that i've taught me it's my it's a lesson for me to me it's not Mm. something that you know i have read in a book it's not something that you know this is a spiritual lesson that i've learned between me and god and spirituality and it's true. Every single time I've been put in a very difficult position, the outcome has only been pure blessings every single time. So it it removes the fear out of the unknown for me. But when it comes to trusting yourself and how you handle that, you know, um, you don't get the opportunity to learn it if you never give your chance to actually step into those shoes and start making those decisions. And relying on yourself to do so and trusting you you know um, like we said it comes back to power so there's a part in oyana's book that it was actually kind of funny how she put this in but she's talking about her journey with trust and um and she has kind of determined that the laws of life create the flow of life and once you're in harmony with the law your trust will always pay off with high dividends and On the other hand, you are, if you are ignorant of the way life works and flows, you'll just be out there on your own trying to figure out the things that have already been established. It is easy to trust the process when you understand that there is a process. When you are void of this understanding, things are not going to turn out well for you. And so she talks about how during her trust journey, she kind of landed on the story of Noah's Ark as kind of like a... Uh, uh, an example, if you will, and if you don't know mm-hmm. the story of Noah's Ark, um, God starts sending messages to a man about, hey, the time is coming. I've not read the story in forever, so I might. This might be a Medea version. I am so sorry. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <a Madea> <laughs> the time's coming, but the flood of this world. You know what I'm saying? You might want to get ready. And he tells him these specific instructions. And so this, he starts working hard. He builds a boat. He gets gathers two of all the animals. Sure thing, a flood comes and he essentially has the start of all species on this boat so he's able to kickstart life again uh again that is so a Medea version i am so sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> the modern modern uh day version of the story <laughs>
0: Did I miss something important? Did
1: I-, <laughs> I don't know. It's been forever since I've read the story, too. So let me, don't give me the, I'm the wrong one to be correcting you. I don't know. I'm trying to think, did he already know? Was it just put on his spirit to build the boat and he didn't know the flood was coming until later? That part I don't I think remember.
0: so. Yes. I think that was it. I think that was it. I want to say yes. It was just like
1: build the boat. And it's like, why do I need yeah. to build a boat? I think there was at least a stage of that. I don't recall how long yeah. that lasted, if it lasted all the way into the floods came, but it was like, why am I building this boat? I don't know. It was understand. a big
0: ass boat. It wasn't just like yeah. a little river boat. It was a big ass boat. Right. So you got a bunch of you got giraffes and shit. You know you got a big ass boat. And- yeah. <laughs> This is so the Madea version, but so, um, for those who don't know, it's, it's the story of Noah's Ark, but she was like, here are, uh, here are the 11 empowering trust lessons from Noah's story. One, don't miss the boat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Two, remember that we are all in the same boat. Three, plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the Ark. Mm. Four, stay fit. When you're 600 years old, someone may ask you to do something really big, which I was like, girl, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot that
1: Noah was old When that happened, okay Yeah, he was an old now.
0: man, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> I don't know that the Bible specifically Outlined that though, I think that came later with, his story, with history and kind of Diving into the story a little bit more I think that's, at least that's how I think I might have learned it I don't know um, Five, don't listen to critics Just get on get on with the job That needs to be done Six, build your future on high ground Which may not be ground you are familiar with Seven, for safety's sake, travel in pairs. Me and Shayla, I'm just kidding. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> eight, speed isn't always an advantage. The snails were on board with the cheetahs, which I thought that was a really good one. Mm. Nine, when you're stressed, float a while. Because I think it also talks about how he got lost at one point out mm. at Bay because he had no idea when land would come because the whole world's flooded. You don't have land. To stop at. Um, 10. Remember, the Ark was built by amateurs and the Titanic was built by professionals. Ooh, that was a good one.
1: And Ooh. 11.
0: No matter how bad the storm is, when you are with God, there's always a rainbow waiting. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. That was so good. That was really Ooh. good. I love that analogy, especially the cheetahs and the snails one, because so many people did worry about pace.
1: How much time do Mm -hmm. I got
0: left? How much this, how much that, you know, what's this person doing over here that I'm not doing? And we, especially with social media. Oh my God, we spend so much time on what we don't have. And I even see some people criticize what people do have and how they got it and whether or not you could trust that it's real and blah, blah, blah. I've never understood being that invested in someone else and what, in their belongings. But, you know, it comes back down to where we're spending our time. You know what I'm saying? And some of that is, do you, I think, especially for the black community, sometimes, especially when we talk about things like black girl luxury and fancy stuff and whatever the case is, especially materialism. I think oftentimes we don't trust that there is, that this is normal for us because we're so Uh used to being in a space of things being taken away. You know, we don't trust that it is possible for us to obtain, you know, these comforts, these values, these whatever it is that, you know, feels out of reach. A millionaire, for example, we don't trust that that is within our path. And I think sometimes that leads to a lot of the conflicts we see in the dialogue exchange um, within social media.
1: Yeah, that
0: that was interesting.
1: Yeah, the interesting one to me that stood out for me was um, the Titanic was built by professionals. professional. Yeah. Because um, I've been transparent this season about you know um, the fact that I'm now certified as a transformational life coach through Lisa Nichols, right? And so when I joined the program, still, not still, then I'm gonna say when I joined the program. I guess I can't say when I joined. The, I can say when I joined the program because it's technically no longer true. But anyway. Unlike several of my peers in the program, I did not have previous public speaking experience. I mean, I had corporate experience, but I wasn't a speaker, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I did not have previous coaching experience. I coached people, but I didn't have clients, right? So business. I lived this yeah. unofficial yeah. unofficial coaching life, unofficial speaking life, but never in an official capacity, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. so... I still say that, like we, we go to some of the event I was going through some of the events and stuff like that while I was in her program and, you know, meeting amazing people from all around the world and just talking and vibing with them. And I can remember, Oh, I love her. I can remember one of my peers, um, in the program at one of our last events, she was like, like we had to submit a lot of our work for homework and stuff like that. So she had watched some of my, uh, work, and she was like, I know you keep saying like that you're not a speaker and that, like you're not, you haven't been a coach. She was like, but I think you should stop saying that because I'm watching, <laughs> like I'm watching <laughs> the things that you're doing. And to me, in my opinion, like, I, I feel like you've done very well, you know, mm-hmm. just as well, if not, in my opinion, you know, better sometimes than individuals who've been doing it for a long time. So Anyway, that resonated with me because it's, Still hard for me to make like other people be like, Oh yeah, Shayla, as if like I've been doing and I had to remind them, like, no, 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 like I haven't been doing that. Like you're asking me things, and I appreciate that you're asking me this, but like I don't already have that set up. It is not already going <laughs> because I haven't been doing this, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. new to this industry. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's that to me is really interesting because you know, of course, Noah was just going off of like, you know, whatever yeah. God told him to do. So. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you think about that. You think about your day to day. Like, I think we receive a lot of communication throughout the day that we sometimes sleep on because it's norm, like waking up, eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are natural things that we need to do. But obviously, we understand the importance of doing it too. You know what I'm saying? We have placed a value behind these things. There are some things that are unexplainable, like, for example, you know your intuition to become a life coach. You know whatever it was that put that on your heart that said this is what you should be doing, and you followed it, and all that. It's blossomed since. I think we all have those little moments, and I think when we lean into those moments and we spend time with those moments and trust it, you you get yourself an arc and not a Titanic. So I think it's very. I think mm. it's. It's one of those things where trust is huge. And I love that analogy for that exact reason. Like trust is huge. It literally can be the defining factor for you. It reminds me of um, some of those celebrity stories you hear about the risks that they take. This is why I love like the way celebrities used to be discovered, singing in talent shows or on the street or, you know, just doing whatever they have found that might get them to wherever they want to be. And those little risks and chances they took to try to be seen when you think about, especially like 50s, 60s eras, um, hearing those stories, like what motivated them to be in that room at that time, to approach that person, Mm -hmm. to, you know what I'm saying, take that event, take that gig, choose that corner to sing on, choose that subway, what motivated them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because then we didn't have things like social media it's those little sparks that can just grow so big and be a huge flame and um, really start something magical. So yeah, that, that I love stories like that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay.
1: So moving on. So what would you say is one of your biggest lessons learned when it comes to trust in general? So not that Your answer has to be in her areas. But again, for Mm -hmm. the audience, the areas are God, yourself, others in life.
0: I think in life. um, It's honestly the power of trust. (laughs) That's really what it is. Um, And it's in so many different ways. Like I said, like I did not trust me. I struggled to trust others and understanding Like, when you think about the world we live in, between the ads that we see all day that you may or may not be able to trust, that may just be trying to get you to buy something. We think about the medical advice that may or may not be accurate. When you think about the business advice, the financial advice that may or may not be accurate or legal. Like, you know, there's so many things in our world that we have to filter to try to find the good in. And it's so natural for us to start with, you can't trust. That's almost like our natural space to live in. And it takes intent and like, intent and like actual, um, what is the word I'm trying to think of, Uh, determination to choose to trust something, a person, your business, yourself, And I'm not a fan that that is the space that we are in, but knowing that that's the world that we live in today, it has brought more um, understanding. You know, one, I am big on like, there is good and there is bad, and it's important to honor the power of both. So when you pretend like these forces don't exist, you're more likely to keep falling short. You got to understand that this is all that's happening in the world. So, when you're aware of it, you are able to counter it in a way that's just, you know, and that does match that fire with fire. So, you're able to still, you know, put that intent where it needs to be. And, and, and although it's disheartening, you know, um, I've I've even laid off like the crime stories because there's so much that we, so much negativity that we spend time in and it only feeds into not being able to trust things from relationships, you name it. So I, I try to filter the way that I spend my day to day and my time and my energy, but you know, it, it, you really do have to be intentional about choosing to trust yourself. And when you take a moment every day and you think about like, How are you going to make sure that you make time to do the things you want to do, to make the decisions you want to make, to rely on yourself and these moments, how are you going to choose you and really dissect it that way? I think you come out better than just acting like it's going to happen naturally. Cause I just don't think that we're in a world that sets us up to do it naturally anymore.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. My biggest lesson, you know what? I think I'm actually... Going to target one of the four areas Because that's what's coming up for me And it's actually in relation to others mm. And um, I heard Oprah say this one time But I, I lived life like this prior But I heard Oprah say this one time um, People tell you who they are mm-hmm. In their actions In their behaviors And even Sean um, Sean Smith is who co-hosted my The program I was in with Lisa Nichols And he was like, if you just listen, which I think a lot of people miss a lot of things, but if you just listen, people's unconscious mind speaks all the time. And Mm -hmm. I say all that to say... People tell us who they are. And a lot of times we ignore or are blind to that because we want them to be something else. And then sometimes we get hurt when they end up being who in actuality, there's been a lot of evidence that they are this person, but now it's come to a head and you're hurt and you're disappointed or you're in some sort of complicated relationship with someone and you want them to do X, like you want them to do X, X is what you need. You want them to do, even though they have consistently always done Y, like -hmm. they've done Y from the time you've known them and Mm -hmm. you're hurt and disappointed and upset and angry every time they do X. And Mm -hmm. I've had to learn to adjust my expectations of people to be who they've shown me to be rather than who I want them to be or who I desire them to be. Now that's up to you on where you, rather who they actually are is somebody that's going to work for you or not. Right. So, like, so that's mm-hmm. up to you to be like, um, that person th- that does work for me and I'm, here's how I'm going to maneuver that, or that doesn't work for me and I'm going to lead this situation. That's up to you, but who they are. And that's not saying that people can't grow and learn, but. Who someone is, there's evidence there of who they are, and like sometimes, like I'll see people be like, I call it a cycle or a circle of a behavior with a particular individual because it's like I always ask her to to check on me, and she doesn't Mm -hmm. ever check on me, and I'm hurt every time she doesn't check on me, and she's never done done it, and every time she done it, and, and then sometimes I gotta ask people questions like. Why do you keep expecting for her to check on you if she's consistently shown you that she is not willing to check on you? You've talked to her about it, right? I believe in communication. So you've talked to her about it, right? Yes, I've asked her a gazillion times. Okay, so you've asked her a gazillion times to check on you. She is not checking on you. So now this is your turn to either find a way to maneuver in this relationship with an individual who have chosen they're not going to check on you or for you to say no thank you because having a person that checks on me isn't so imperative to me that this relationship cannot continue. So yeah, trusting others to be who they've shown me to be, not who I want them to be, not who my heart really I want them to be with they they ain't mm-hmm. just who they've shown me to be and then to adjust my expectations like I don't expect for her to check on me because that's not her strength. I've identified several other strengths of hers that I'm going to lean into. When I need a meal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to ask her because she a great cook. Checking on me, I'm going to give that to someone else because I need. I deserve to be checked on. But it can't come from her. It's going to have to come from these three other people. When I want a great homemade meal, I'm going to ask her. That's fine if that's the compromise. Stop asking people. Stop. I want you to ask people at first. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Stop. Mm-hmm harping on, and most importantly, continuing to be hurt by someone doing something that really they've always done. And that's been a really big lesson to me. I would say in the past um, like 13 to 14 months, I've worked really hard on adjusting my expectations of people and allowing them to just Let's focus on their strengths. And if I still need it, let me go to somebody else or maybe or maybe it's time for just you know relationship to see his last days if if the thing is really that important to me,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was DMX I said something. I wish I could remember the whole quote, but he said, trust a snake to be a snake. Mm. Not to say that everybody who, you know don't meet expectations is a snake, like that's right right, right, right not saying that. not characterization, but trust a snake to be a snake. You Know there's more to the quote that's very powerful, I'm sure. If you google it, you'll find it, but it was it's it's along those lines, so um, and I learned that I learned that a while too, a while back too. Um, I think just naturally, we especially if you're I don't know how to explain it, I don't know how to describe the position that we're in, so maybe you have a better. A better concept than I do, but if you are one of those people who wish for the best, you know, for the people around you, want to see everybody win, I do think that, or, or maybe even just because you're experiencing this winning, you know, you're in the state of when you want everybody else win, you want to take people with you. Um, I I think sometimes we do get caught up in that space of like, well, yeah, like of course you, you know, we want to work this out, we want to make this happen, we want to, you know, whatever the case is. Um, but that just may not be the case. I feel like my tell all has always been when I'm in those circumstances and I'm not getting what I need, obviously i'm I'm upset about it, which means that it's not sitting well with me. Um, coming to a, a realization that you know either you are going to accept and be cool with this or you need to move on, like you said. And I think that, like you like you mentioned, it's important to communicate your needs and your expectations. And sometimes as life is changing and time even passes, you may even find yourself like re-communicating needs because things change mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. And, that, and that's understandable too. But like when it's like, I think I mentioned this on taking your power back, when it's going out of their way or like just blatant disregarding a boundary or what you need in a relationship or a partnership, that can be very that can be kind of, that's, that's troubling. I I encourage people who are struggling with that to listen to our Taking Your Power Back episode because we talk a lot about that, you know, and that imbalance of an interaction, whether it's work or relationships where you find yourself in that situation. But the reality is, you know, um, there are some people who even if they say these are things I want to do what that means is could mean totally different things, you know, for you, me, or whoever's interacting. If I say I want to finish school, you know, for you, that could mean I'm gonna finish school straight A's in four years on time, blah, blah, blah. And for me, it just means I just want to get over the hurdles. So that mean, it might mean seven, six years. It might mean part-time. I might be a BC student. You know, I think that There's always going to be context and different levels to what we all determine to be these goals. And we live in a world where so many people put pressure on themselves to try to meet these expectations of things that may not even be aligned with who they are. You know, like this may, this really not be something you even like to do, but because you are determined to like, let me put it this way. I know somebody who wants to be a teacher and They don't like school. They hated school coming up. When it came time to go to school and college, they hated the classes. At one point, they started to look up answers. They hated the content. It didn't drive them. They're not fans of anything around education. In fact, they go out of their way to talk bad on education that how much they hate it that they are bent on being a teacher now i'm not one to block nobody's lesson on nobody's blessing so i let people i give people space to like you know understand this experience sometimes it takes people a minute you know, I wanted to be a surgeon when I first got into college until I realized I didn't want to live in a hospital. So, you know, there are small things we don't really think about. We think about the lifestyle. We think about the ability to help people. We think about the things that are all of the romanticized aspects of it. You know, we don't often think about the grit. And once you're in that day in the life, you really feel that grit. And so I asked this individual, I was like, well, why do you want to be a teacher? Now, I wanted to understand that better. And their answer was like, I really want to help kids. Okay, well, how do you want to help them? I was like, I just want to see them grow up and do all these things. And I really liked the idea of decorating classrooms and having this. And I want my classroom to look like this. And they kind of immediately went into like this romanticized vision of what the life of a teacher has been kind of talked about. Like that's the romanticized part, the part in the cartoons and the TV shows, the funny bonding moments with the kids, not the underpaid not the long hours, not the up-to-date curriculum, fighting for curriculum, fighting for resources. They don't talk about that, right? And so I thought, well, you know, this is also part of the picture, right? You know, so what are your thoughts on that? Why the heck still make it work? And this person's still to this day hell-bent on being a teacher. They have not reached that goal yet, but they are hell-bent on being a teacher. So in my brain, when I hear somebody talk about being a teacher, I think about that grit too, you know, but that's because I'm outside looking in. You know, but I've also respected that this person, like whatever they feel is this goal, however they've associated with meeting this goal, they're going to keep trying to obtain it until they're at a point where whatever that breaking point is. Personally, I don't know that I'm convinced that they will be the teacher or if they'll be, you know, um, if they'll enjoy it, if they, you know, once they do get to a point where they do cross that hurdle and get are able to get into a role, I don't know how long it'll last, to be honest with you, but it may take that. I think everyone's perception of everyone's goals is going to be different. And sometimes it takes getting into those weeds and getting into that to really understand what that really means.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I I think that was a perfect example, actually, because uh, what I've learned about the trusting part is my emotional investment and attachment to, in in this case, them being a teacher. Right. So let's Mm -hmm. say, for example, I was a principal. And I really love mm. this person and I have a vacancy and I really want them to hurry up and get, you know, or let's say I know I will have a vacancy because it takes some time to get a degree. Okay. I know I got miss, miss Brown going to be retiring in four years and I got mm-hmm. to know this person. And I really want them to, to, I love, I love them. I love working with them. Maybe I've worked with them in the past and I really want them to be my next teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even though their behavior, I, and I, and a lot of times people aren't lying to you. This Mm -hmm. individual, when they say, I want to be a teacher, they're not lying to you. No. Yeah. They believe that. Yeah. Their behavior is telling you all that you need to know about you being attached to the idea of them becoming a teacher. And so Mm -hmm. that's not to say don't ever believe what people say, but a lot of times I think we, we be so focused on what people saying that we miss behaviors and behaviors Mm -hmm. are really important. Mm -hmm. So in this case, if I'm the principal, Every time this individual don't sign up for classes next fall, I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I'm so invested in their future and I really want them to be the teacher in my school. And then they would get along with my staff and they would. Right. And like sometimes we find ourselves in these these. And I'm not here to minimize being in relationships where it's toxic or where you are being abused or anything of the sort. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I always want the best health for, for you in your relationships. But do understand that sometimes I think we have a responsibility of being in this cyclical Mm -hmm. program with people who have Mm -hmm. continuously shown you something now what to do with the something is on you you could be like you know what I support her I'm I'm gonna go or him or her him or Mm -hmm. her and I'm gonna go ahead on and I'm gonna find another teacher and if him or her ever becomes a teacher I still would really love to have him or her at my school you could take that approach and not be heartbroken every time right. they don't sign up for the classes in the fall. And you could be like, you know what, right now they work at, I don't know, CVS. And anytime we got some sort of partnership with CVS, I'm going to do that. And that's what I'm going to do for now. Like there are compromises. I don't want to make it seem like it's either like either I'm cool with them hurting my feelings or not. And I'm going to be done with them because it's not, it's almost never that clear. Mm-hmm. I just want to warn us against that because I see myself and a lot of people doing that, and I've just worked really hard in the last twelve months to be like, let that go, let that like, if you're not gonna be done with the person, and you're not, kick- I haven't kicked nobody on my life in a long time. If I'm not going I used to, I used to be a, a, a serial cutter offer, but anyway, that's a story for another day.
0: I haven't got nobody on my about life. About that in a long on time. ghosting, I think we talked about that on ghosting.
1: <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> I wasn't even counting the people <laughs> ghosting, but anyway, oh damn, <laughs> <laughs> story for another day. Story of another day. That was an interesting one.
0: Um, was. what was the <laughs> name, full name of that episode? It was ghosting or ghosting versus something.
1: Uh, it was something else. It was season two. Left. Dang, I can't yeah, remember. I'm about
0: was, to look at it, now. Two, but it. That well, was go, a good go episode. Go ahead and get the story. I'll look it up.
1: Anyway. <laughs> anyway, more of the story is I just um I gave myself relief. When I adjusted my expectations of someone in a particular area, and I really tried to—I don't want to say tried to find—because this individual I'm thinking of a lot of has a lot of positive attributes, but I really leaned into those. And they consistently show up positively in this area. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And in the other area, I might still need it, but I don't need it from them. In our principal example, I'm going to get it from Miss Smith. I'm going to hire Miss Smith because Miss Smith also works very well with my school. And I'm not giving up on the person who isn't enrolling in classes every fall, but I'm also not putting myself in this position to be emotionally distraught every college semester
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. i know what you mean by that um I, i've experienced a little bit of that when, when wishing people i remember talking it's, it's versus, talk versus dating, versus dating, dating. Ghosting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes
1: talking versus dating and ghosting what yes. season was that that
0: was one that was season one. one end of season one okay <laughs> yeah, okay, end okay, of season okay okay one. Hey, child, we've been at this for a minute. Um, <laughs> at least Sorry, it feels like that. It. It's like two years. But uh, no, yeah, I, um, I I felt an air of that, you know, when the thing about being in therapy and being open about it, I'm, I'm equally as transparent with people in my world as I am um, with you all here. And oftentimes they'll come to me with questions, you know. And while I love answering those questions i also like to see people take that step you know and i talk to these folks every couple months they'll come back like how's it going the the, the wow that's so good and you know they want to learn all my you know girl throwing on my findings all this and that which is beautiful i love to be an example for them you know um but then I'm like, so how are you? Like, did you look at that resource I gave you? Cause I'm always sending out a document of like black therapists, life coaches, and um, herbalists in my area. So I send that out to these folks. And um, did you look at that? Did you reach out to that? There was some men on there. If they're male, if they're a black man, I always recommend black male um, therapists or um, practitioners or what have you. And if they're women, you know, i Depending on their circumstance, what they're coming to me about, I'll recommend women too. Um, But I'm like, you know, did you look into it? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, I leave it on their plate because I know that is a very intimate journey. You know, there's so much to that that I will never even understand. So I leave a lot of grace. It does become a little difficult because they come to me about a lot. And just based off what I've observed emotionally from this person, I know they'll benefit so much from it, so much from it, and they're not putting in, they're not, they're not de- giving themselves the time for it. So it's it's kind of tough. Like the more they come back to me about how it's working for me, I'm like leaning more into like, so you're gonna share some stories too. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on with you? But you know, that's just not how people work. You know, that's not they they don't move at your pace. And I think I had to learn a little bit of that when I first stepped into leadership. You know, I end up being a manager over a team that I was originally on. And you learn that the people you were working with who you thought were like astounding employees, you when you get to that perspective, you're like, man, I know you're not just up in here fucking up all day. Like what? Like you realize the different things. And this whole time they've been telling you all the things that they want to do with you. And um, like, we both want to go into leadership. We both want to hit this goal. We both want to join this program. We both want to, you know, lead this project and all these other things. But when you become their manager and I saw how they were handling themselves professionally, I was so bummed because I was like, I thought you wanted this, but people perceive these things so different differently and it's according to their journeys. This is why I always say, I'm not here to block nobody's lesson or they blessing. Because me trying to save you from you and me trying to redirect you and me trying to interfere, you know, at one point I wanted it was like a protective mode for me. I used to be very protective of the people around me. I mean, hyper protective of the people around me. And every time they would not, you know, stick to course or go back to that relationship or, you know, whatever the case was, I would be so upset, just left out there. You know, now I'm the person that is, I'm the angry person, I'm the problem child. I'm the one that, you know, Patrice don't like that part, don't bring them around. I'm the one that's attention solely because everyone has chosen to move on when I was the one that had, that was sent to handle the issue. So I had to one release that (laughs) completely. I'm not protective of anybody. I I do not block any of that because whatever you need to go through to get to whatever it is you say you want to do, that's what you're going to have to go through. And it may not be to get to what you say you want to do. You may find it may be that you actually need to be somewhere else and maybe you're fighting that. I don't know. I mean, we all do it in a way, one way or another, especially when it comes to growth. So it's I just make it one of those things where I think that um that trending sound. It's above me now. So <laughs> it's above me. I, I can't it's above me, babe. I don't know. Um, so but that but that's a real feeling. I know exactly what you mean when you describe that. That's trusting people to stay the course. I think it's hard when you're invested, but you do yourself a real favor when you unplug from being so invested and driven mm-hmm. and trying to guide and all of these things just for them to still, I mean, you start to like, do you really want this? And you, start, you might get pissed off and you don't want anger to get in the picture. Cause once anger step in, things might get said, that shouldn't be said. And now relationships are really in a bad shape. So yeah. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, trust people to be who they've shown you. They are <laughs> Maya okay. Angelou. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe
1: them. <laughs> I said Oprah. It could have been Maya Angelou, or maybe Oprah was quote Maya Angelou. I don't know. I just maybe. know somebody of some real wisdom didn't say it.
0: <laughs> when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, let's see.
1: Want to move on to our last question? Yeah. The last question is: Where do you hope to be in the future when it comes to trust, or what would you,
0: what would you want future you to say about trust? I want to trust myself to execute. Mm, a lot better. I trust myself at this point to pursue, but pursue is so vague to me. I've learned that, you know, um, you can put everything in place, prep, prepare i'm queen of research and prepare honey that's 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 all me it will be my chest down (laughs)
1: 10
0: toes down research i'll be like okay okay, girl i thought we forgot about it you still researching that yes i'm queen of research and preparation (laughs) i want to know every potential obstacle that we may up that we may face i am queen of that it's the execution that i still struggle with and I will say that I did much, much, much better this year, but it's still a growing, it's a muscle I still have to strengthen, you know, um, because I'm realizing there. now that I'm finally diving into it, I'm realizing there are things that I did not realize was a part of some of the obstacles I need to overcome. And this is one that is, it's not from the book, but it's actually been in the last 60 days. I have to, it was originally why is, they're worth more than mine to help me prioritize myself and doing what was right for me and putting me first to begin with. Now I've built on that in the last 60 days, it's been why can't you keep your word with yourself? Mm. Cause I would never miss a deadline at work with with people I with people I serve, with family. I would never miss a deadline there. And if I do, I'm going to make it up somehow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But when it comes to me, I drop the ball every single time. So that is the space that I want to be in. I want to trust myself to place a goal, prepare for it, and also execute it in a way that is timely, honors the dream, honors everything I've made it out to be. To where I'm not spending so much time researching and so much time passing that I now I gotta rethink the whole thing because <laughs> things have evolved since. You know, um it's an endless cycle. And that is the piece that I absolutely want to honor more about myself is keeping my word with me. So Gosh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so <laughs> proud of you that you just said that. Like I was like <laughs> You
1: know what, what I mean? Like, I'm so proud of you. You just said that, that I, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, okay. For me. Okay. Let me think. I would really just love to continue to lean into the lessons that I've just learned where I was talking about, you know, these different, these feels like two sides of the same coin for me when it comes to me. And I would love to have this beautiful harmony between those two parts. Um I've come a long way, definitely in the past year-ish, but I think there's so much more for me to explore there as far as trusting me on both sides when it comes to both energies. And I think once that harmony happens, it's going to be on yeah. a whole nother level. Um, so I just, I just think I really want to just continue to move in that direction. And I'm excited to explore for me what that will look like. Um, cause I think it's going to be really awesome. Like I just can't yes. wait to see how that's together going to flow together. So, um, yeah, yeah, just an extension of what I was already working on. I think there's, there's more there for me to unpack.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm nonstop smiling now cause I'm very excited. Um, like I say this in many episodes similar to this where we have these opportunities to reflect. We have grown so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and so much has happened in the world, you know, season one. We yeah. started heart of pandemic, pretty much. Um, so I think people were still in quarantine when we dropped like our first episode. Definitely when we recorded it. And I'm pretty confident when we dropped
0: it. So yep. um And yeah. family emergencies too. Yeah, Those were starting yeah. to take flight like mid season. I want to say it was like, yeah, Probably,
1: yeah, De- definitely by, um, black history month of that first season. Yeah.
0: I think this time mm-hmm. last year, things were starting to like, we were like, Oh my God, <laughs> there was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, oh. so, um, I think, uh, like I, I, Ayana has a portion in the book where she talks about how it's not just checking a box and it's not just this you trust yourself, boom, it's done. There's layers to it and I wish we spent more time in the layers and through there you will find power like Shayla mentioned at the beginning of the episode and I think that there's a lot of beauty in the power. There's a lot of beauty in the struggle but there's, there's absolutely so much power to be discovered and Don't deny your intuition. Do not. Do not. I don't care what gender you are, okay? Because I know we always talk about women's intuition. I don't care what gender you are. Intuition is a powerful thing. It's a message from source. It's a message from energy. It's a message from you. It's like responses that you are registering that you don't even realize you're registering. Things like body language, things like tone, things like smell. Like There are things that your intuition picks up on that in the moment, you may not be processing or catching up on. So don't be afraid to honor that feeling. And I don't care how crazy it sounds. You know what I'm saying? Um, Knowing that art, going right back to that, you know, um, he was an amateur, Titanic was professionals. And I'm gonna leave it at that.
1: We hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed. Excuse me, this episode, the power of trust. Um, as always, please go on IG and follow us at Melanated Intellects. In the description of this episode, will be a very brief link um, to a survey because um, we're we're looking for feedback, looking to know your guys' thoughts. Um, I think it's like five questions or less. Uh, if you could fill that out, that'd be greatly appreciated. And Patrice, anything you want to say before we head out?
0: this was a good one so share with your friends and your loved ones and we will you'll hear from us next week yes bye Bye.